Hello guys and welcome or welcome back to another episode of High Key Adulting aka the not so serious guide as to how to live your best life no matter who you are. I'm your host Jada Jones and if this is your first time listening to me be sure to subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts subscribe if you're on Spotify what is it follow subscribe I don't know Uh, but hi I'm Jada and it's so nice to meet you. Today I have a wonderful episode I wanted to reach out to my followers on Instagram to see who wanted to be interviewed because I find your guys lives so interesting and I want to kind of see how it differs from mine how similar it is I think it's just really cool to gain that kind of perspective and being that I had the platform to be able to do that why not so today we have Natalie Wera she's from South Africa and she is a fashion student in university as well as a content creator and I find that so inspiring that you know content creators can exist all over the world before we get into that let's talk about some updates (laughs) guys I don't know I love recording intros so much and I honestly feel like I want to do a couple of solo episodes in the near future just because um, I just feel like I want to talk a little bit more. When I first started this podcast, I hated doing solo episodes just because I felt like I was just talking for so long. Now I feel like I have some topics that I feel like I want to talk about. So if you guys want to hear stuff, let me know and I will definitely be sure to try and make an episode out of it. But as far as updates, I'm still currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's been getting way better, like mentally, physically. I feel like so many things are just starting to look up and I'm so happy to say that because you know what there's always light at the end of a tunnel my lack of being on social media has been really mentally been helping me and it's weird to say it but right now it's the slowest that I've grown this entire year like on YouTube and on Instagram and just with everything and I'm my happiest and it's so weird because even though I do want to continue to keep growing my platform right now it's going at its slowest rate obviously I can tell that my audience is starting back work and school and all of their you know daily necessity type things so they don't necessarily have time to consume content as often as they would have during the pandemic so right now it's so important for me to also just kind of take that break I'm not leaving YouTube I'm not leaving Instagram it's not one of those things but I really am just spending so much less time so much less time so less time on social media and I can tell that my mindset has just been so much healthier like I just I don't know I just feel so happy I posted something yesterday and was like guys like take a break off the social media like if you need it like if you need it take one it just doesn't make sense to continue to stress yourself out and continue to compare yourself because even if you think you're happy you're subconsciously just like tired of looking at stuff on your feed you're tired of seeing other people's lives that seem better than yours or you're tired of I don't know, just continuing the whole comparison game. So what I actually did the week before I left LA was that I (laughs) muted everyone that I followed and I muted every single account. So my feed was literally empty and it took actual energy to have to like go and check someone's profile, like if I needed something or just to see what they were up to. But I think that that decision that I made like has literally changed my entire freaking life. I'm not even kidding. Instagram just doesn't seem as stimulating as it normally is because I don't see new content on my feed and I feel my most happiest. But other than that, like it really has been just so refreshing and I could not be happier. So yeah, that's the update for social media wise. As far as career wise, um, 
I've been getting a lot of opportunities as of recently and it's just crazy because I'm still in lockdown like kind of I don't know um, it just feels a little weird because I feel like things have started back up filming and started doing things in the industry which I'm really excited about and so happy to hear if you guys heard my last episode with Corey we talked about the industry opening back up and we're you know so happy about it things are looking up and I'm really happy so right now I'm really taking this time as I'm speaking right now in the month of September to just chill out because I know that this is probably going to be the last time that I'm going to be able to chill like this and be able to take the time to watch TV shows and hang out with my family. So I'm really being grateful for this time because seriously, when things pick up, they're not going to slow down anytime soon. So taking advantage of this time and just being so grateful for this moment. So as cheesy as that sounds, I need to slow the hell down because whenever I get on a roll, I don't stop and I go really, really fast and then I get burnt out. So even though social media is growing slow, even though my career, like I'm about to start getting booked for things like immediately, um, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I don't know, but I feel in a really good spot and I hope that you guys can be able to tell through my voice that I just sound happy. Like I just feel happier and I can only wish the best for you guys as well. I hope you guys are just keeping yourselves mentally tacked. Um you know, as things are starting back up, I know a lot of you guys are in college as well. So I hope you guys are taking the time to take care of yourselves. Don't give yourself time off to just reflect and, you know, figure out what's important to you. Any other updates I'm trying to think, but uh no not really I'm not really sure I want to see a couple of friends soon my quote-unquote two-week quarantine is almost over this weekend as I got back from LA on the 4th so I'm officially out of quarantine like my self-quarantine in three days and hopefully I don't see any signs of uh miss COVID with that being said I'm going to give you guys the quote of the week I literally just gonna not even lie to you found something off of Pinterest like a little bit before recording this intro but I like this quote. It says, everything will work out in the end. You don't need to know how. You just have to trust that it will. Never let a bad situation bring out the worst in you. Be strong and choose to be positive. Same thing, law of attraction, just like everything that I stand by and just, you know, like choosing positive, like even though things suck and things are going to suck, we have lows in our lives and we can't just kind of, you know, be like, oh, like let's be positive all the time, but you do get to choose how you react to a situation. So make sure that you're always trying to choose the positive, you know, choose the positive when you can and everything will work out. Don't, don't stress about how it will. It just will. And just know that. So hopefully this was a reassuring quote. And yeah, guys, we actually have reviews this week. We got two more, which I'm so happy about. So be sure to review this podcast if you guys want to be featured. We are currently at 62 reviews and and again, like I said in the last episode, getting reviews is like pulling teeth because like literally no one, no one does it. So definitely feel free to uh, leave me a review if you guys are feeling so generous to do so. And it would mean the world. My next review is from Banana9590. And they said, great conversation and discussion in all episodes. Very relatable. Love this podcast. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. I really do try to have the most candid and open conversations with my guests. And I want to make them feel as comfortable as they should. Um, um, on here when they're speaking about their lives and how they got to where they are. Yeah, that was the review. And am I done? Am I done? That was so fast. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Thank you guys so much for listening to this intro and update. I hope you guys, again, are doing so well. Feel free to DM me. Um, things are really slow right now for me on social media. So if you guys DM me or just want to talk, I definitely know that I have the time to and, you know, the time to engage with you guys. So don't hesitate to do that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Bye. 
I am so happy to announce that this podcast episode is sponsored by Gladskin. I never really disclosed this on my channel. I grew up with eczema from a very young age and have struggled with having very irritated and red skin, especially on my hands and arms for as long as I can remember. I get super deep cuts on my fingers and it just makes it so difficult to write, wash my hands, wash my hair basically do everyday work. I know that other people who have eczema can totally relate to the feeling of feeling just pretty hopeless when it comes to solutions. I've been to the dermatologist multiple times and it just seems like every new cream or steroid that they provide leads to only a temporary fix. It wasn't until earlier this year in February that I discovered glad skin and I am so glad <laughs> that I did. Gladskin is a new category of non-prescription eczema treatment that works differently than most over-the-counter products. Gladskin is definitely an eczema cream that uses the smarter, not stronger approach. Scientists have realized that the cause of eczema flares in four out of five eczema-prone people come from an imbalance of both the good and bad bacteria that naturally live on your skin. Gladskin has taken this information and created a product that has and will continue to revolutionize the eczema world as we know it. Gladskin is hypoallergenic, free of fragrance, alcohol, steroids, preservatives, parabens, and sulfates. Unlike other topical steroids where you can only use a thin layer, you can't really overdo Gladskin. Use as much as you want on any area of your body and you won't have to worry about thinning your skin or going through any kind of topical steroid withdrawal. Also, next month, October, is Eczema Awareness Month. So, guys, if this is an insecurity that you have been struggling with for a while, you are not alone. Like, I definitely always felt like I was the only person that had this, but eczema is common and so are other skin securities, as I would like to call them, like acne, rosacea, anything like that. Gladskin can definitely work with all of those as well because it is a very kind of universal cream, as I like to call it. I know you can hear how much I love Gladskin, so I want to be able to give you guys the chance to try it out for yourselves. If you or someone that you know suffers from eczema, be sure to click the link in my show notes to read more information and possibly try it out. My discount code listed down below will also get you 10% off of your first order. Thanks again to Gladskin for kindly sponsoring this episode. Okay guys, today we have Natalie Wera. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. Um, so today I'm so excited to have you on because I wanted to ask, you know, my followers on Instagram, I wanted to make sure that I'm including you guys on this. I want to see what your guys' life looks like. And I was so intrigued by you because you don't even live in the United States. So why don't you just go ahead and give us a rundown about who you are, the things that you do, all of that kind of stuff. Um, okay, so my name is Natsni Wera and I am... I'd call myself an aspiring fashion and lifestyle influencer. I create content on YouTube and Instagram. I live in Johannesburg in South Africa. I am a college student in my final year. And yeah, that's pretty much me. That's awesome. That's so freaking cool because I feel like things are so different in other places of the world, but we don't get a lot of perspective over here, especially during, you know, like the pandemic and everything. I feel like, you know, it's hard to see outside of what's going on. So I kind of want to ask just like, how has it been over there? Like for the pandemic? Um, The pandemic has been difficult, of course. I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, with everyone. And I think more so for me in terms of content creation, because I like to create lifestyle content, which obviously involves me needing to go out and to you know 
figure out new places to go to to create content in so of course we had a lockdown for like a couple of months um we had different levels of lockdown so we had like a level five lockdown a level four level three level two currently we're on level two which does mean that things are starting to open up i can now go back to restaurants and things like that however for the longest time we were in like a level five lockdown where you couldn't leave your house unless you were buying groceries or just doing essential things so that was really difficult trying to figure out a new way to create the type of content that i enjoy creating while being stuck in the house so yeah i think that was that's how the pandemic has been for me yeah i mean that sounds literally so similar to how things are going over here it just seems like you know when are we going to get out of this when am i going to be able to travel and do things i mean things are starting to pick up over here. It's just been weird. Like, I'm just not really sure when things are going to be back to when they are, but I feel like people are starting to go back to normal, which is weird because we're doing, like, the worst in the world right now, which sucks, <laughs> but um, yeah, we don't learn from our mistakes. Um, But yeah, I really want to just dive into this episode and talk about just the influencer space in South Africa because it is so different, and I just kind of want to hear how did you get into it? You know, what inspired you to go ahead and pursue this? I guess to start, why did you want to become an influencer? Or like why, you know, what interests you about fashion? And also you go to college for it. So how was that? Okay, so for me, I wanted to get into it, I think for a very long time, actually, because when I was younger, when I was in high school, I'd always watch, you know, other YouTubers, international YouTubers. And I really enjoyed the way that I felt like I could connect with them. Like, even though I didn't know who they were personally, I just felt like I could connect to who they were, you know, through their videos, like yeah. the girl talk videos and things like that. It just felt like having a big sister or like having a friend, you know. So I just wanted to also um, kind of have that same connection for others. I think my biggest reason in wanting to come into the space was just being able to connect with a lot of different people from different walks of life and things like that and just having people relate to me as well and just yeah just wanting that connection really and wanting to be a positive space for people and just also wanting to give others the same feeling that I felt when watching other YouTubers so yeah that's why I wanted to get into it I feel like everyone I mean that's everyone's like thing like you just kind of start watching people and then you feel so compelled to do the same thing you're just like oh my gosh like I I want to do that you know how or why did you choose fashion to pursue so for me I've just always enjoyed um, dressing up from a very young age I think I was always like that child you know um, I just yeah. really enjoyed putting on clothes and everything and I think my mom as well played an influence in that because she's also like so stylish and I'd always see her going out dressing up and just looking good you know so I feel like fashion for me is just um, it's just as much as it is a way to express yourself I also feel like it's sort of like a feeling like when you look good you really do feel good and I feel like when you feel good you know so much more good can come into your life you can do a lot more good essentially when you're just feeling good you're looking good you know and I think it also just um allows people allows you to show people who you are you know or dress the way that you want to be treated or whatever like there's a quote that says dress the way that you want to be addressed so I just think like looking good is just um yeah, it's just one of those ways. And it's just something that I've really always enjoyed. So I think that's why I wanted to 
pursue the fashion niche as well and I think it's also like a creative outlet in a sense because you can really put together a lot of different outfits you know you can try a lot of different things and it's just a fun way to express yourself yeah yeah that's so cool I feel like I I don't know whenever I think of like old fashion I think of like oh like Milan or like Paris or like you know New York City but like I never just think of like you know another country how is the fashion over there um I think there's like a lot of different types of fashion you know like they can be very casual fashion then we also do have like very high fashion very I think it's kind of hard to explain but like the type of fashion also goes with like the area that people are in so like for example we have an area in South Africa called like Bramfontein and in that area by saying that word, you can already sort of imagine how the people there are dressed. They're very more like, maybe like, I don't even know what I can compare it to. Maybe like a Yeezy type of style, maybe street fashion could be what I could compare it to. They're very much like when you think of the area, then you kind of know like how they dress. So, you know, people just putting together the craziest outfits, like outfits you wouldn't think that people would wear like outside but like those people do and they're so cool so confident like that's the type of vibe then I guess it's also um like high fashion we have some influences that are very much like high fashion very much luxury wear very much like elegant classy you know really really nice and then you also get like your maybe you could call it like your baddies you know like that kind of fashion there's just a lot of very different types of fashion I think it's very much the same as other places in the world like there's just a lot of different styles that people like to dress in and not necessarily like a like one particular style for the whole country if that makes sense I think it all depends on like your personal style Yeah, I love that answer so much because I feel the same thing. Like for the United States, it's so like, I don't know. It depends on like what state you're from, like which city you're from, from that state. I feel like New York City and LA obviously has more fashion like options. Like people don't really look at you weird if you're dressed like, (laughs) I don't know, like semi-decent. But like here in Charlotte, it's like what I'd wear in LA or New York City when I wear it here in Charlotte. It's like, what are you wearing? Like, that's so, like, fashion for. I feel like the people here are just, like, very, like, lax. Like, oh, it's the same things that I've been wearing for the past, like, 30 years type thing, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, it's just, it's interesting to see that. I feel like you guys are more fashionable than, like, uh, it's like here in Charlotte so it's really funny to see that like you said it depends on the state that you're in I think it's also the same with us it depends on like where mm-hmm. you live so like where I live in Johannesburg I think it's very much people are very much open-minded very much <laughs> fashion forward you know you can really yeah. like go for it but I think if you had to go to a different province you know depending also on like the generation that lives in that province you know they might be a bit more conservative you know a bit more like not understanding of you wearing things that are very much like right. out there so it's pretty much the same it very much depends on where where you live like how people will yeah perceive what you're wearing right I love I it's cool how that you know that kind of translates from every single like country I feel like each country yeah. like does kind of their own thing and then you kind of see how it almost is the exact same as how you do things, you know, like in your country. So that's really interesting. How is the influencer culture over there? Or like, how, like, quote unquote, influencer culture? Like, I don't want to say it like that. But like, how is social media over there? <laughs> like, what is it? 
okay, girl, I'm about to give you the tea. So, so <laughs> I think that the influencer culture here, and I hope anyone who's listening to this from South Africa doesn't hate me, but I think that the influencer culture here is very much different to how it is like overseas in the United States or the United Kingdom. I think here we still have a long way to go in people understanding that it really is like a real career, you know, for a lot of people. Right. And also understanding that it's a lot of work. I think here people still um, kind of think of the myth that it's just you taking pictures and posting them and getting paid. You know, I don't think people still understand like the hard work that goes behind it. But I think slowly but surely as we also start to, um, as our influences also start to get bigger, then people are starting to better understand it. But I think we still have like a long way to go in that. And I think also here, because it's a very small, um, it's a relatively small industry. You'll find that the brands on this side are always like using the same, um, the same influences, the same big influences, because they don't really probably know of the other ones or, Maybe they just prefer to use people who are already known, which then poses a problem in the sense that for us, I don't think we really understand influencing in terms of like alignment because you could find like a makeup influencer. Oh, sorry. You could find maybe like a fashion influencer receiving um, makeup or, you know, a makeup influencer doing something completely random, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think they have that sort of like alignment or they're still, you know, trying to figure it out. I also feel like our culture here is also very much um, clicky. Like, I think if you, but that could also be for anywhere, really. You know, I think the bigger influencers tend to um, stick together and, you know, support one another. Whereas I feel like, for example, in the United Kingdom, what I've seen with their influencers is like everyone is just supporting everyone, regardless of their numbers. Like, you can find huge influencers supporting really small influencers, small influencers with big influencers, you know, they just seem very supportive and very like all about each other. And whereas here, I think it's a thing of you kind of have to climb the ladder before you get any recognition or before any other bigger influencer will um, voice their support for you. So you kind of really have to like hustle. And then I think only once you hit a certain threshold or certain numbers, then only people will start to like recognize you or you know, actually pay attention to what you're doing. So you could have amazing content because that's what I find. A lot of our nano influencers have really, really, really amazing content, but because they're not, because they don't have the numbers, they won't get the opportunities. Whereas if you have numbers, but also like maybe like mediocre content, because you have the numbers, you will get the opportunities. So it's not really a testament of like your work, but more like, a popularity thing if that makes sense yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense that's so interesting because it kind of is the same thing here I would like to say I think it is more accepted in like New York City LA like to like be like okay I'm an influencer this is how I make my money like people know what that is type thing but even here in Charlotte or even in random other places in like the United States it still is like 
oh, like an influence, like, what is that? Like, is that a sustainable <laughs> career? Like, you know, like, what do you do? Like, you just like, you take pictures of yourself, you know? So, so I think that is kind of similar in the way that, you know, everyone kind of looks at it and just is like, well, what is that? You know, I feel like people still ask that. So it's interesting to see that, you know, you guys also like have that same yeah kind of thing going on but the only difference is that the united states is also and like the uk like is kind of known for oh like we already know the famous people from there who do like social media so it wasn't really a question of like you know if that's a sustainable thing because there are more people here that do it you know but i feel like for south africa it's like the bigger influencers there are the bigger influencers that are there not necessarily known even all across the world you know like yeah even people like david dobrik and like alicia marie like everyone knows them like worldwide so it's not like a thing like you know like exactly. oh who is that you know so yeah so i get it so i totally get it um i want you like after this whole like episode to actually like send me some of your like favorite or like top influencers that live in south africa because i feel like that's so cool like i want to like branch out as well and like just kind of see what's the difference like what kind of content that they create you know like all that kind of stuff so that's really interesting I want you to send me like a list of your faves cool. I'll definitely do that. I know we touched about it um right before the episode you and I were talking is social media like really like accessible there like are you able to like use it or like how does that whole thing work um so for us I think the challenge in social media influencing well, currently, I think actually as a country in general, the like internet penetration or the data penetration is not that high. So I think already just trying to build an audience, you only have, I don't want to say a small pool because there are a large number of people who have access to internet, who have access to Wi-Fi and everything. Um, But in the sense that um, maybe it's stronger in a like particular province and stuff, but the country as a whole in terms of like internet penetration or data penetration is not that high because of the standard of living of most South Africans. So it's, um, yeah, so basically building an audience already on its own is kind of difficult, especially in this pandemic, because you'll find that a lot of students who are um, essentially our audience, like the younger people, like your 18 to 24s, those who go to university, that's where they would usually watch their um, YouTube videos, you know, like they'll use the school wi-fi whatever they have access to wi-fi there that they may not have at home and then that's when they'll watch all their faves videos and things like that and obviously now with the pandemic and it being homeschooling and stuff um you know a lot of influencers have also mentioned how like their views have decreased and things like that because people just don't have the access to be able to watch the videos and then another challenge that we have is that um, sometimes we will have a thing called load shedding and load shedding is basically where um, we will not have electricity for like a certain number of hours according to a schedule just so that it doesn't put too much pressure on the grid so depending on you know depending on the area that you live in depending on the day then you will get like the times where you're not going to have electricity and of course not having electricity is very difficult for you to um you know try and pursue social media because I mean you definitely do need um an internet connection you know you need to edit your videos you need to post your photos and all of that and in as much as it's difficult for you not to have electricity to create um once you upload a video you could find that your audience maybe doesn't have electricity at a certain time and so they can't watch your videos until their electricity comes back so that's also like been a challenge I mean it's not an um it's not an everyday thing. I mean, it's not something that happens like 
constantly 24-7, but like when there is a lot of pressure on the grid, then they will implement it. So, I mean, it's not an everyday thing or all the time thing, but it does happen sometimes. And when it does happen, then it's obviously a challenge. Wow, that's so crazy to hear. Like, that's just not something that you really it's crazy. hear. Like, over it's here, the, yeah, that's so weird. Like- <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think it happens, like, once a week? Like, once every two weeks? Like, how often does that happen? And for, like, how long? How many hours is it? So, it really depends on what the situation is currently. So, for example, right now we are... Not right now as I'm speaking to you, but, like, in terms of this month, we have been um, doing the whole load shedding thing. So, we could have it, let's say, this month and then not have it for, like, the next couple of months or whatever. It just really depends on, you know, how the electricity is going. Because we have one major electricity supplier so yeah and then when it does happen it can happen usually it happens okay it also happens in stages but usually um it could be like four hours about so you could have it from like half past 12 to half past four or like from midnight to half past four in the morning or like you know it just very much depends on where you live but it's usually like four hours but then sometimes they don't they could be like a fault or something and then you could have it for longer or they just don't bring it back at the time that it was scheduled to be back so that's also something that could happen and then it's much longer so it's hard to like plan around it because it is pretty much unpredictable in as much as there's a schedule but like you know unpredictable things can happen so yeah interesting interesting you learn something new every day (laughs) you mentioned that you were also a college student so how is balancing college along with you know YouTube and creating stuff and also you know being on the smaller end of influencers like how is that kind of climb I mean it already is also hard for even the larger influencers in South Africa who aren't necessarily known internationally or anything like that so how is that and like what keeps you inspired to keep going like despite having college and despite wanting to grow on social media um so for me balancing college and youtube really is (laughs) yeah it really is tricky because i think you have to prioritize of course but then it's tricky because both of them are a priority to you you know so um i think for me what had helped in the beginning was just doing things in bulk like when i did have the luxury of time i would just film like a bunch of videos and just edit and upload and schedule them and know that okay I can be consistent for you know a month or two or whatever because I would just do things in bulk but then recently it has become more difficult because homeschooling for some odd reason they just gave us more work than usual right I have no idea why everyone says that even my sister just has like a crazy amount of work and it's just like what is going on Exactly. So it's definitely been more difficult now. But I think for me, I just try to, um, yeah, like I mentioned, prioritize. So if I have like deadlines coming up, then I'll obviously prioritize school. And that maybe means that I won't upload for a while, like maybe two weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple of months, depending on the workload. But I will always let my audience know that, okay, you know what, school is hectic right now. So you know, I can't really be uploading as much. But then once I have more time, then I can also be um, more consistent because I just try to balance doing my assignments and YouTube. So I'll do my assignments for the due date, of course. And then in between due dates, I'll try and find time to film and edit and upload and everything. So that is basically how I try and balance it. And then in terms of what keeps me going, um, 
I think it's actually your audience. Like even as a smaller creator, I think it's always just that person or those people that are like, oh my gosh, I love this video or like, oh, I'm so excited for you to upload or like, you know, people who actually look forward to watching your things, people who do watch and engage. I think that's something that really keeps you going because, you know, you just think to yourself that, you know, in as much as it's hard to climb this ladder, like it's so difficult to get to where you want to be, you know, um, you're not where you were when you started. So I think also looking back and seeing how far you've come, because I mean, when you start a channel, you start a channel with zero subscribers. So even if you have 200 subscribers, 300 subscribers, whatever, that's way more than what you started with. So I think it's very much like um, appreciating the small progress that you are making. That also keeps me going. And then of course, um, the people that support you because you know they really just keep you going because you think to yourself that even if at least one person enjoys this video or even at least one person looks forward to this video then you know I'm going to make that video for them well not for them specifically but you know (laughs) just for the people that do support you so I think that's something that definitely does keep me going as well as the bigger picture I think like when you have a vision for something if you just really hold tight to your vision you know that you need to get there so that's also something that just keeps me going and just knowing also other people's stories like knowing even the people that we look up to even the people that are so far ahead in their careers they also started somewhere you know they also started at the bottom they also went through all all of these things to get to where they are because usually when we see people now we see them at their at their level of success and it seems as if it was quick or like an overnight success or whatever you know especially because of social media but I think just remembering that people also you know walked their own journeys whatever went through their own hardships and now they are where they are then you know you can do it as well. I love that so much because I feel like that's how I felt like at the very beginning of YouTube like I don't know like it's always just so inspiring for me to see so many like people just starting up and just starting to do it but also sticking with it and I feel like that's something that's the hardest part is just like actually starting it and sticking with it and I really liked how you said how um like you're always gonna grow and that's what I tell everyone who like just starts because I feel like people just think oh my gosh like it's not rolling in and I'm like look you're never gonna grow backwards like you never just grow backwards (laughs) So I'm just like, I don't understand why people are like putting so much pressure on themselves to be like, oh my God, like blowing up overnight, like overnight success type thing. But I'm like, look, there can be a million creators in the world, but like you only do it the way that you do it. And someone's going to be attracted to that no matter what, you know? And I always say the same thing about like, yeah, like it only takes one person. Like if one person like seriously enjoys this and like looks up to me, like that is so like cool. Like to know that you have that kind of influence and like, especially because you live in South Africa and that's like not necessarily so populated with like a million influencers. Like, you know, you're one of the people that I feel like people in South Africa will look up to because they're like, wow, like a creator, like from my country, that's so inspiring, you know? And then that, you know, snowballs onto them and then they're inspired to create too. So I love that a lot. That's awesome. (laughs) Like you said, you're really, really busy. I want to know what does a week in your life typically look like? Okay, so a week in my life, typically during the weekday, it's most likely school. I'm most likely doing assignments. Um, I don't really attend online lectures. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because (laughs) of the 
workload like the assignments that they give us are so much so I just try to focus all my time on getting those done so yeah during the week I will most likely be doing assignments and then if I do find time in between my due dates then I'll most likely film a video like most likely a fashion video or a styling video because those don't take too long and yeah I'll most likely edit as well so that I can upload by a Wednesday because I upload my videos on Wednesdays so yeah during the week it's school and a bit of YouTube if I do find time and then on the weekends is usually more relaxed um, that's when I like to go out with my friends I like to discover new restaurants or just new activities to do in my city so I will most likely be vlogging that so my weekends are most likely lifestyle content when I go out and I'm vlogging and I'm trying out new places new restaurants to share with people and then during the week it is most for the majority it's school like doing assignments and everything and then in between like editing and stuff like that but yeah that's like a typical week in my life yeah that sounds pretty typical for even anyone here so I feel like everything <laughs> I'm starting to see that everything just comes full circle and it seems like everyone's just kind of like you know it's kind of the same thing maybe it's slightly different but like for the most part, like that's the yeah. same typical week in a life that like anyone here would have as well, you know? So, so the last question that I have for you is what is your top adulting tip for the listeners today? It can be absolutely anything and don't stress about it too much. And yeah, just go for it. If I had to choose one, I would have to say being organized. That's my top adulting tip. Because I feel like with adulting, there's so many different areas and it can get overwhelming because now you're trying to you know, push your career, you're trying to do school, you're trying to also have a social life, you're trying to do so mm -hmm. many things, you're also trying to exercise, you're still trying to read, you're still trying to just get the holistic human experience. And I feel like it can be very overwhelming having so many things to think about at the same time. So I think a tip that helps a lot with adulting is just trying to stay organized, whatever that looks like for you, you know, whether it's like writing things down or like to-do lists or like mm -hmm. planning your days or whatever or prioritizing things. But yeah, I think organization is my top adulting tip. Yeah, same thing. I feel like clean space, clear mind, you know, like if your room's not clean, like you like literally yesterday, I was just feeling like super anxious. I was like, let me just tidy up like the front of my whatever desk thing, something, you know, dresser. I was like, I just need to like, make sure that it looks better. And um, it was just one of those things where also organizing, like when you just do it, it's a really mindless task in a sense that you don't have to think about anything else. Like you're not really like focusing hard on like what to do. You're just like tidying up your space, you know? So, so even true. just like organizing like small parts of your life, whether that's like your kitchen or like your backpack, like it just makes you feel better. It makes you feel like you have a sense of control, which you do yes. over organization. <laughs> so yeah. How do you like to organize or like, do you have like a specific like organizing reset routine? Um, For me, I think I'm very much a person who likes to write things down still. So like when I feel yeah. like I have too many things on my mind, I just literally just have to write them down because then I feel like my mind is a bit more clear so for me I like to write down in my journal also have like a to-do list for like during the week things that I have to do for that week then I also have like another list that basically helps you prioritize your things like it will say like something that's really urgent the things that are not so urgent mm -hmm. things that you can do tomorrow so for me organizing definitely like writing it down and then when it comes to my physical spaces I like to make organizing fun because I mean it can be a bit tedious so I mm -hmm. just like to play my favorite music 
music while I clean my room or whatever or listen to a podcast, something uplifting. You know, I just try to make it fun if it has to do with me organizing my physical space. Yeah, that's great. That's so awesome. It's so weird how there are some things that are just universal, you know, like it doesn't matter what language you speak, what country you're from. It's like, if you organize, like you'll, you'll feel better. Like, you know, honestly, I think that's about it. But yeah, I'm so glad that I had you on today to just kind of, you know, just really share your experience and how that is over there. It's so awesome to see different outlooks and different perspectives. So yeah, go ahead and shout out your Instagram, your YouTube, whatever. Um, okay, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Natalie Wera. You definitely spell it how you say it. And then my YouTube is Natalie Wera as well. You can search for that. And yeah, those are my social media handles. Yay. And I will have that link down below so you guys don't have to, you know, work too hard, all that stuff. But thank you so much for coming on. I'm so glad that we actually got this episode to work. <laughs> yeah, we were having some technical difficulties. So we're we're here now. It's great. Thank you so much for having me. This was actually really, really fun. Aww. And I'm glad that we managed to make it work. Me too. You know. <laughs>